Damaged Goods Podcast. Yeah, Mexican I'm a, beers. I'm a fan. I'm a, definitely a fan of the Modelo's. It's it, it's weird. It's like I don't drink a lot of beers out of cans either, but those are good out of cans. Modelo's are good out of cans. Do, do they do they even have Pacifico in cans? Nah, I've only actually no. I have seen them. I'm tripping. I've definitely seen them in cans. Yeah, but way I, more common is the is the bottle. I haven't seen a Pacifico in the cans though. But I'm, I have, but harder to find. But I like the Pacificos at the bottle. It's nice. It's refreshing. Are you a fan of the Med- Negro Modelo? Too heavy, dude. It's too heavy, yeah, and that's why I don't like. You know, I don't really like heavy ass beers, dude. They're just, just put me right to bed. I know you'd be liking that fancy. Oh, I'm all IPA about. Shit. Oh man, the IPA. Like, yeah, you love that. I, are you? IPAs, man, are like that's 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 that's, that's, that's what makes that, my world go around. I mean, I'm sure they like taste good and have all these flavors, but for me, beer isn't like my main thing, and so I I just need to, I just need a simple fix. Like it's like uh, you know a novelty. I want a, a beer on a hot day, but I don't need these fancy, super heavy ones because dude, they just I can't. You just I nurse found, them like well, a bitch. You, you haven't found the right one yet. You I know? just I, mean, I like, respect. You, you might taste, not be an just, IPA kind of oh, guy, but you might no. get like a pale a good pale ale or something like Is that. Is that a you know? pilsner? No, you know, a Pilsner is like as close to like what a Bud Light is, you yeah, know, well, like, I don't like, it, like, that. like, say, say well, you drink a lot of Bud Light or Coors Light. Ugh, neither. And, and so, but there's people that, that drink all that shit and oh, yeah. it's fucking see on gross, all the time. man. Like I fucking, I hate every time I'm out with somebody or one of my friends and they're like, oh, let me get a Bud Light. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, dude, on tour, well, I mean, I'm like, sure you see I, it. Like, look, you if, if you're going to get a craft beer, if you're going to get a craft beer, and you don't like craft beer, but you drink Bud Light and Coors Light. I always say, just get like a fucking Pilsner. All right. So is like a um, like what what is a Heineken? Is that a I I'm retarded with beers. Like I literally don't know all the slang. So anyone listening right now thinks I'm real stupid. But is that a is that a Pilsner? Is that a pale ale? I don't know shit. I th- you know Heineken's a pale ale. Yeah. Because yeah, Rolling Rocks. I mean, it's got kind of got the same consistency first, as a first Rolling beer Rock. I ever tasted. First time I ever tasted beer was a Rolling Rock. And I was like five years well, old. Well, that's a pale ale. We had just moved to as America. As pale as can be. I remember it. My father in the living room, him and his boys were watching like Celtics. And, and he, I was like five, dude. And he gave me like the sip out of this corner of this rolling rock. It was so, obviously I'm five, so probably any beer was gross. But it was so gross and like warmy, flat to me uh, that I never drank rolling rock the rest of my man. life. And when I still see that bottle, I just have those, ugh. Gross. Oh, man. I had this fucking guy when I, that served in the army with me. And holy shit, he would. That was his beer. Oh fuck, man! He was all about the. He was all about the Rolling Rock Pale Ales and the. the he got the red stripes, the Jamaican red stripes, and the red little stripes, fucking dude. torpedoes. Those are the shit. Man, I love red stripes. He'd get but like a thirty lager. pack of those. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. He'd get a heavy, uh, like a thirty pack of those Rolling Rocks. Yeah. So he'd slam the. He'd slam like fifteen of them, and you know, no like, time. Picture dudes in in the army drinking beers because like in the movies that's what these dudes were like pounding like Budweiser's and shit when they're overseas but dude you drink like did you drink booze when you were on tours like overseas oh yeah oh shit yeah, yeah on the bases and shit oh, cool. we, we, we always like had whiskey. these we had the uh, the you know like the nationals and whatnot like the people that the local nationals that lived outside of our of our base and whatnot they would and bring you booze well, we'd pay him. I'd say, hey, here's like even so in Afghanistan, bucks, dude. Come like they you, sell like, alcohol everywhere. Whiskey. I know this sounds like I don't know shit, but like in a Muslim country, isn't liquor prohibited like over there or not? It's uh, that it, sounds it's, mad ignorant, it's, but I don't you know. know in the it's there's really no like strict law, especially in third world countries like that. But most of those people that do drink, they make their own. There's not I oh, mean, so it's like like hooch, like home yeah, basically moonshine. yeah, yeah. I mean, but they make their own. They'll make their own whiskey and their own and their own whatnot. Right? Oh yeah, I mean so. I don't know, like, you guys weren't drinking, like, 
vodka sodas and like yeah, cognac oh yeah, oh and shit. Yeah. Really, you I would were. get that shit shipped I just in, just man. pounding whiskey and beers. No, I get that shit shipped in. What I would do is like I'd have loved ones or friends. Like, hey, what do you need? Well, just take a couple of Listerine bottles out, you know, and yeah. uh, I need you to empty them out, pop some vodka in them, and pop a little food coloring, and throw the super glue <laughs> the seal back on. I mean, yeah, I mean, what? Fucking everybody's getting fucked up over there. I mean, yeah, how could you not? Yeah, everyone's how getting fucked not? up over there. It doesn't. I can't it, imagine. It, it, you're from your lowest ranking guy to your highest ranking guy. They're getting fucked up. Yeah, you got to, dude. I mean, you're in a crazy situation. You got to cut the pain. The stress. Well, some of them are in crazy. The other ones are just they're just or there. Just bored. Yeah, yeah. The other ones that don't even they don't ever leave their 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 the fob. You know, they're just well, yeah. Like I uh like when, not, when it comes really to like you know situation. touring on the road, doing music shit. And I should say the other voice you're hearing besides me here on Damaged Goods is my main man Kyle Stokes, who uh works in the realm of music with me, touring and doing merch and tour managing different bands and travels and. Works in music like that. That's how we know each other. Also, um, you know, he's, he's served. Obviously, you can hear what we're talking about. And this thing I, I, I noticed when I started touring, right? And this is like, I kind of, uh, I make this analogy to like, you know, the movie Platoon? Oh, right? yeah, Charlie right? Sheen. So, yeah. so, you know, when Charlie Sheen joins and he's over there, there's like two sects of, of his platoon. There's like these older, like more like, seem like down south dudes, like good old boys drinking beer, this and that. And then there was the other guys who were more like, Smoking weed and being a little more experimental. And I, when I first started touring, I like entered certain tour camps and it, I felt like Charlie Sheen in that platoon scene where there was like two dudes. There was the guys who like the stoners who hang out in the background yeah, yeah. who smoke weed. And then there's the guys who like to sit up in the front and drink beer. And it was like different mixes. And I always thought of that platoon shit. Well, it's kind of different, I guess, depending on what to like the tour. What band you're with or whatever. Yeah. Right? I mean, I usually, it's always been, I've never really been on a, a tour, you know, to where everybody, you know, didn't kind of dabble in everything when it came to smoking weed oh, see, or I've drinking beers and whatnot. Split up. No, I mean it's, maybe on you know some of the really bigger tours though. Like I mean, like the last tour that, that you and I did. Was, yeah. Was, I mean, but like the smaller tours when everyone like the band and the crew are all in one yeah. bus. I mean, you don't really have a choice. Just, you don't really have a choice. So everybody just kind of has fun and does. I mean. Pretty much everybody in, in the camp I'm in right now, I mean, not everyone smokes pot, but, you know, everyone, we all drink, though. I mean, no one will, on tour, no one's ever going to get mad at you for that shit. You're never going to get in trouble for partying on tour because it's a fucking music tour. Like, unless it's a officially clean, sober tour because the right. artists are officially clean and they only will hire crew people that are or willing to be. And even I those would tours, never be on a fucking tour. Even those tour tours, like I, I know, you know, people that work those that still, people well, party on the low. Actually, I lied. I was on a tour like that, but, like, I w we weren't the headlining act. We were the supporting the supporting. So was it band. the headlining act's rules to be sober and clean? It, was his it his band's? rules were no no alcohol backstage or. Are we allowed to say who these people you know? are? Not no. Let's um, not do that. I don't yeah, want to get yeah, you in we trouble. can stay. I mean, it was uh, uh it wasn't, and it, I'm sure he'd be happy if know that he was sober. <laughs> uh, you know, like he's he's doing well. But uh, the Scott Stapp tour, uh, Scott Stapp from Creed, we were on that tour, and he uh. I mean that was one of his rules since he's you know he's he's been yeah. he's been fighting you know he's battled his demons for a while but the past couple of years he's been sober and kind of turning things around and that was one of the rules is no alcohol backstage and and whatnot and we we obviously we respected that you yeah. gotta respect his wishes he didn't give a shit if you drank or whatnot but just not oh, around man. him and whatnot I've, I've yeah. toured for artists and bands where maybe the lead singer uh, or somebody in the band and I won't mention these people had an issue and it was kind of like the tour manager or production manager would let it be known to the crew like look. Uh, blah 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 is trying to be clean so it's okay whatever we do on our bus let's not do it around him and if he comes asking you for shit or asking you to try to get things 
just you can't help them. Don't try to, you know, like it was like they told right. us before we took the tour, like when actually we do, we already accepted the jobs, but they told us like really don't encourage this dude to do shit and try not to get him shit. But he was still find it, you know, like opening bands or the the, the the support acts, you know, he'd make buddy buddy with some of their people who didn't know no better, and they're trying to be cool yeah. to these big ass artists that they're Especially opening for. Especially the fucking crew guys. And now these dudes, are, the dudes, still getting fucked up. Mm. I mean, maybe not because of any of us, but he's one of the way. You know, you're not gonna not find what you need on tour. Oh, exactly you could find right. anything on the road, even if it's not from your crew. The the local hands at the venues, the fans, they will fucking do oh, anything do. for yeah. you need and that's what like even when you and me are on tour you go to any city you can almost get whatever you want now that's imagine exactly you're the right. lead singer of a fucking famous band you're gonna get anything dude you can't yeah. let him know who it's for though all the time oh of course <laughs> and i even i've even had i even had those that guy that we're talking about ask me for things and i don't know i did i, I didn't yeah well, yeah no uh well for one reason i was in a place where i really couldn't have done that and two i was like i don't really want to go out of the, my way for this dude when i know it's not uh he's not supposed to be Partying like right, that. right, it's right. Gonna, it can fuck everything else up, you know. And I had to work with him every day, and I don't want him more of a mess for me. No, oh, that's it. That's, that's right. And now, be an they, asshole. You got to kind of make a some conscious choices, though. Yeah, I do. Fuck you know, yeah, during man. that. Uh, but it's 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 so easy because everybody wants to. Like, even be- being behind the merch table, you know, I have people uh, come up to me. Hey, man, which of course got a. Want a couple joints yeah, right dude, here? Yeah, dude, throw it at oh, you all, all the time. time people man. hand me drugs and alcohol all the time. I'm like one of the first contacts that people meet. Get you know, I'm when like they come to the venue. For, yeah, when they come yeah. to the venue, you know, they see me. I'm their like their first contact to the band. So yeah, obviously they're gonna come to me first and ask me all kinds of fucking questions or Should whatnot. Or but need to but, yeah, but anything I want from any of them though, pretty much like so it, down. It, it just oh, of course, so like down, I can dude. if I I could be all I have to. Hey, can I can. I can ask anyone that yeah. comes up to the merch table, like, hey, can you go, you mind getting me a beer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what, dude, whatever, they offer man. you, they're like, you want this drink? What do you want, vodka or something? Every fucking show. Yep. Every fucking show. You know, I'll have a line of, you know, God knows how many fucking people, though. And shit. About come to the every side other 10 one. Hey, you want some? You want something to yeah, drink? Or they you like want to feel cool. All they the like fucking Because the, they're hoping that you're going to bring them back there. And then, like, there's times when we do bring people, like, you bring girls back. Like, oh, yeah. dudes who hook up drugs or alcohol for people. And they will come backstage, and they and they'll, maybe they'll hang out with some crew, but they still won't get to meet the band because you still don't do that. That's right. No, the only time don't. I brought people to meet the bands when bands told me, "Hey, bring bring some ladies, do this and that." Mm. I never brought any dudes back there to hang out with them. Maybe to give some shit to the crew yeah, dudes, no. but never to meet any of the main acts unless they told me specifically, "Here, here's a bunch of passes. Go find some girls." That's right. No, you, you got it. Right. That's your job right now. Like. You know, like, no, you that's, that's I've had to do that too. No, yeah. it's 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 but interesting. It, it's different because on this camp that I'm with now, everyone is pretty much, you know, everybody's got a, yeah, everyone's pretty much got a partner. I think we all, I think we're all uh not tied down, but you uh, know, I mean, we that was we, like, Kyle was using the politically correct term partner to mean like a girlfriend, boyfriend, <laughs> lady friend, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, I had to, a romantic it, significant other. Could have used the term. It could have used any other term. That's the one I landed on. Though. It's a good one though. <laughs> I thought you meant like partner in crime, like a business partner. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, partner's got a different, uh, you know, different connotations. Partner, and then people would be like, "Hey, partner." That was like old slang for "What's up, dude?" Like, hey, that's right. <laughs> right. You don't hear partner as much anymore, but I like partner. Partner, that's a good one. Yeah, no, like no that's that's good. <laughs> dude, so when you were in uh, Afghanistan, um, I know you dudes would be drinking and shit. Yeah. Did, did, were dudes smoking weed over there? Oh yeah, because yeah. Afghanistan is like the best climate in the world to grow marijuana. Well, of course it is. It's no, and, and it's 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 like you know we had this something uh, that's called the Entry Control Point. The abbreviation is ECP, which is that's the that's where everybody goes through to get onto our 
our fob. You know, it, all, all the fob. The, our fob is where it's, it's, it's We're our dumb on this podcast. We, you got to educate us. We don't have a lot of uh, military vets. Well, I'll, I'll learn you up on a little, yeah, a yeah, little bit. Learn me something. A fob is basically it's your forward operating base. That's where you have taken over in that area. That is that is where all the your. Um, that's where all your your missions come from. That's everything that that is happening in this base. in the area or the province you're in is all coming from the FOB. Okay, it, like it, all the missions are getting sent out. All everything and the entry control point. All right, is the is where everybody comes in. All the local nationals, the truck drivers that have all of our food and yeah. all of them are always fucked up. Okay, so. Like high drunk, you mean? Yeah, up? so it's n- it's nothing to them. Party though. time, excellent. That's right. No, <laughs> it's understand war party time. It's <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. I swear to God, it, it's nothing to them. You know, they they fucking. I had this guy come up to the. He was driving his truck, and they used to. They have this drug called Nazwar, and that? what it is, all right, it's heavy as shit, and what they put this? it in their mouth like a dip. They take um, grounded tobacco and uh, dried opiates, or you know, it was or either dried poppy? like fucking um goat shit you know or and Ugh. grounded tree root and they'd mix what? uh methamphetamine and heroin oh, together they mix ball. it in there you know, yeah but like to another Speed. fucking level dude though. that's disgusting i don't know why they need the goat shit what does the goat shit do I, just to keep the consistency oh, in their mouth i guess they, they put it in there like a dip yeah. and it smells so and it looks like shit it's like goat shit, whenever course. you look at it it looks like there's just shit yeah. in the fucking bag is, is what it oh, looks damn. like a dog's turd in the fucking bag but they would, it, it fucks them up. I had this driver come on the fob, and uh, I was getting my translator to ask him, you know, ask him all the questions, what he's got and whatnot. We were going to run through the scanner. Well, this fucking guy gets out, and I could already tell he was fucked up because you have to be fucked up driving in that country. I mean, it's just such a, it's such a danger zone anywhere you're at. Yeah, you have to be I fucked. Imagine, That's why those dude. guys are always fucked up. But I asked my translator. The guy gets out, and he has this fucking, you know, those... You know those goddamn big wooden fucking like a stick? No, not a stick. You know they you beat your tires on it to check the fucking uh, the, the pressure. pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It looks like a big yeah, like something your mom would whoop your ass with. <laughs> <laughs> Bamboo smack stick. But this guy came down and he started hitting his tires, and I was like, oh, he's checking the air pressure. Well, he was so fucked up that he was he told the the translator to tell me that he was just he was beating the snakes off his tires. And then he was explaining to me where all the snakes were pointing. And I'm like looking at it and like, dude, there's, you're just so fucked up right now. I, how did you even get here? <laughs> That's crazy. That, like dudes will make up, you know, they create drugs out of less materials of drugs to have shit. Like, I mean, they, there's a lot of places in the world where dudes are like concoct some crazy shit like that. That sounds wild. Oh, so what kind of like... So the the heroin is easy to get in Afghanistan, no problem. No, easy. the methamphetamine that they're using. What kind of methamphetamines are they using over there? I can. I mean, it's crazy because like I didn't delve that deep methamph- into it. Like when people think of like meth, like crystal meth and shit, they, it it seems like a a newer phenomenon, right. right? But methamphetamines have been around forever. Oh, yeah, right. Totally. Like in in World War Two, the Japanese kamikaze pilots were on methamphetamines yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't know that. Maybe that's why they were a little more down to like kamikaze the fuck out themselves. You know. Well, you kind of. I mean, you. Back then, though, it, it wasn't really looked down upon as well. It as, wasn't new. As, housewives not, in America yeah. in the fifties used methamphetamine oh, to yeah. do their day, like pick the kids up and clean the house, yeah. and and they would just take it orally. I mean, they're not smoking crystal meth. That's a different. You look a little crazy when you're smoking meth out of a pipe that you got from some shady spot that's been cooked up by a cartel. I mean, yeah. it's like just taking an Adderall, basically, and yeah. then I mean, just dude, get, that, get your work know. done. Adderall, yeah. Ritalin. It's a methamphetamine, dude. That's exactly. Is cocaine a methamphetamine? No, it's an it's it's an upper, but it's, it's not a methamphetamine, though, right? Cocaine is just—it's not a yeah—it's not a yeah. methamphetamine. 
No, it's no. definitely not. But uh, like, I mean, dudes be like, I mean, I've never done meth. I've done a gang of drugs in my day. Never done meth. And in the in the East Coast, in Massachusetts, it's not big. It would never, in, only until recently, did it even exist there. It was never around. But I know people that grow up uh, on the West Coast or or even parts of the Midwest where it's very common. It's that's more common than other shit. For shit. Them. When I lived cheap. in when I lived in Kansas, like I lived when I was stationed in Kansas. At an you army know, base? The, yeah, it's the heart, you know, it's the heartland of America in the middle of fucking oh, nowhere. Well, there was fucking people outside. There was this town Tweakers, outside. Bro. Oh, Junction City, Kansas, the town, like, directly outside of my post. It was riddled with meth, man. I mean, dude, L.A., there's a gang of meth motherfuckers terrible. out here, dude. It's California's got a lot of meth. I, it, it, they, what, I, what, I, what I say is they, they do the chicken dance because they tweak oh, so tweaking. hard it looks like they're I mean, fucking you can doing the chicken them. dance. You, you, can, you can spot them, uh, you know, just, they're just... You know, it's not hard to see him. You know? <laughs> and when you're sober too, though, I feel like you're way better at it noticing who's high on, and on what too. Like oh, that dude's drunk. That dude's smoking weed right now. That guy looks like he's on cocaine. He's definitely on an ecstasy oh, yeah. or an MDMA. Like, but when you're a little faded, you don't notice it as much. That's right. You think everything's chill, but when you're dead sober, like whenever you, I hate being sober around drunk people because I'm highly sensitive to the drunkness. Me too. Like I can no, sense I it more. When I've had a couple. I'm not noticing it because I'm relaxed. I'm not care. They're not bothering me, you know. You sense it right away when they're, you're sober and there's some dude does some drunk shit. You're fucking drunk. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But there's there's also people though, and I feel like I'm one of these fucking people. And you, I mean, I feel like you are too. You can. There's people. I, I mean, I, I'm definitely one of them. I can do what I need to do. You drunk, know, I can yeah, or get drunk about it. per se. I, yeah. If I had to get shit done, I can fucking put it on pause. Like, yeah, I can like. Oh, dude, I mean, on the road, that's what it is. And like, when you're touring and working the music on the road, that's exactly what it is. You're putting things on pause. You're functioning with certain things in your body and not, and, you know, on and off and doing it. Well, that's like what you always days. say, master your high. You, you gotta know? master your high, dude. <laughs> you gotta and like, dude, there's dudes high. that we work with on the road that are, you know, you're busting 14, 15, 16-hour days, and dudes party sometimes yeah, during those days, yeah. and the job gets done safely, shit is accomplished, and there's, there's some people That's who called a pro. Some people couldn't have a day off drinking oh, or doing drugs because they're and they're a mess like you know it's, it's just it's just all how it hits you that's right you know some yeah. people can't master their fucking high if you paid them uh and some people it's just it's good and like you are like you know you we do jobs where you could you could fuck around dude smoke with some weed yeah, whatever yeah, they want, yeah. and you can still do it now maybe if i was like crunching numbers at a desk at some like uh banking firm like maybe i need to be like a little more point i don't know or if i'm like babysitting kids or a teacher but you know, <laughs> different different but i do i i know Motherfuckers who who like teach kids and they smoke like a like with like lunch break they'll go out and smoke weed because they have to because they're about to blow their brains out because you're teaching fucking ten year olds getting like, paid pennies. I feel like more, I meet more people that smoke weed now than people that don't smoke weed. Oh yeah, I'm always surprised when I meet someone who doesn't smoke weed. I am too. No, it's unless totally they're like a guy who's now sober because they did too many drugs back in the day. But I rarely do I meet someone who doesn't smoke weed or who's never at least tried it. Those oh, yeah. you know who creeps me out and I don't trust completely. Is people who are Squares. sober, who have but not sober because they did a lot of drugs, and alcohol, never tried any alcohol or drugs, marijuana, never tried nothing, and is still dead sober. Those are also Creeps the most pretentious out. fucking assholes. I got too. one they homie who's like that. That's cool, Emilio. If you're listening, you're cool. But everyone else, you guys creep me out, and I don't trust you. That's right, if, Emilio. Like, if you tried it, you didn't like it. I get it. But dude, it's like no. Where's your curiosity? I don't even fucking talk to them I'm because they—they—they both. Most of those fucking people though have been sheltered. You know, they're been told this is bad, this is bad. You know, don't think for yourself. And so, and most, and you don't even want to hang with those people. They don't even have a life. Like, what is their fucking life it's, besides getting up at nine o'clock every morning and going to work and, and doing the same and, like, shit you know, every day? I know dudes who get up at nine o'clock and go to work God and damn. still party though. You know, they'll, they'll get fucking down. It's just weird to me that like. 
you weren't you didn't wonder you weren't curious like I'm a curious dude I like to explore things I like to go to places I've never been to I like to fucking travel. well that's what smart I like to try do, things though. dude I want to what did this alters my mind let me that's what, that what all smart about? people do though dumb people don't do that yeah it's true S- smart people are always thinking about what are this like <laughs> dumb true. people don't think about anything like that that's it's I feel like with um like with people who like parents maybe. Or, or not just parents, but maybe they saw a lot of drug use and shit when they were young, or maybe their folks or their siblings did drugs. There's only like two ways they go. You either go, oh God, my my mom was an alcoholic, or my dad was addicted to drugs. I'm never gonna do it because that's what they did. Or, oh my mom was an alcoholic and my dad did drugs, so I am doing it because it's why. just like naturally in my thing. You know, I feel like there's no real medium in that. You know, it's like. Either one way There's a lot of people that are born that way, though. There's fucking babies that are born heroin addicts yeah, and mean, born meth addicts. I believe it's, and it's genetic to a degree for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Every, I mean, people that have addictive mindsets like that, that's definitely a, yeah. uh, that's definitely a genetics for sure. I, I get it. I guess I get addicted to some things or, or obsessed with certain things. Not like substances per se, but no, just yeah, yeah. activities and certain things. One thing I've never picked up as a, as a vice, and maybe in Vegas you were dabbling, was like, uh, I don't gamble. When we yeah, were in Vegas, I, were you were you gambled? Yeah, yeah you went of course that I did. Day. I fucking gambled the other. I can't. God damn! Yeah, I you were just in Vegas the other day. Vegas, yeah, you yeah. were just there. Shit. Fucking put a hundred dollar in the slot and lost it right then and there. Yeah. God damn it, dude. We were on tour. Me and so me and Kyle were working for uh, Slayer. And we were in Vegas a couple months ago with the Hard Rock. Slayer. And uh, one of the dudes in our crew, we checked in. It's like ten thirty in the morning, and uh, he hadn't even gone up to his room yet. He checked in and then went right to the tables, and we're all checking in. And then about an hour after we've gotten there, he's already like up two G's. Thirty minutes later, Is that down. Paul? Yeah, oh, and he's yeah, down a couple guy. more G's. Uh, just a maniac, dude. A maniac gambler. Like everywhere on tour, we stopped. He would look up the like the closest casinos. Even when it was a show day, he would like take his lunch break, bounce out, hit the hit the dog track, like. Just love to, to to gamble, and that's one itch I'm glad I've never had to, to have to scratch is the the gamble itch. You kind of got to know how to do it though, too. You can't just go into gambling blindly and say, what, "Well, what do you, are you, you a guy who plays poker, or what do you?" You know, I play poker. Uh, I like to. I really like to go to roulette as well. Roulette. See, that's the only one I ever would mess with. It was like roulette or blackjack, real quick, because I don't understand poker. It's fucking. I just forget. I stop wanting to pay attention to the rules, and I space out. If you really want to have fun, I mean, not necessarily fun, but just kind of feel the experience of, you know, just hit the penny slots up, you know? Oh, dude, that just looks depressing. That's like a bunch of senior citizen grandmas sitting there. Fuck. I saw the craziest shit once, and it pissed me the fuck off. Some kid, I was in in Oklahoma touring with some, I wasn't even touring, I was going on a weekend run with some bullshit, you know, weekend warrior, Texas country dude. I, I used to work in the scene. It was a uh, it was a music scene down in Texas where the, I mean a lot of the artists don't tour they just go on these three or four day runs when they call it touring but they don't know what touring is. What kind of like music was it? Uh, it was it's hard rock. No, hell no, hell no. It was called it's called Texas country. It's music that's only exists in Texas and nowhere it's else. What makes it not regular country? Because I'm the guy who doesn't know shit about country music either. Well, it's it's I mean it's 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 country music, but it's it's. Texas country. Texas it needs comes to be its from own Texas, country. and it's not like a Nashville product, really. Te- like, Kyle is from uh, Houston slash Austin, Texas. For all you listeners, just so you guys know. Yeah, I'm proud of Houston, but I'm definitely proud to live in Austin. But it, Dude, Houston's the shit, though. Both, both Houston, Houston, Austin, Dallas are the shit. Yeah. I fuck with it. I like Texas, but but the Texas country, it, it's a it's a scene that like they even have their own radio. It's basically, honestly, what it is is, you know, it's maybe. Maybe I'm using the wrong 
the wrong context here. But it's it's a regional type of music. It's not popular everywhere. It's popular within probably the tri-state area. And it's not even that popular outside of the state of Texas. It's it's so a lot of Nashville country music is really processed. Yeah, uh, yeah, not yeah, proce- yeah. Not processed, but oh, yeah, just processed. Like more produced, more it's, polished. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's definitely more pop and commercialized. And oh. the stuff down here in Texas is really rough, raw country. Really rough and raw. But a lot of it is it's 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 just it's there's no there's really no substance to it. Like I don't yeah. And so, anyway, I was uh, I was out on on a run with the with this artist, and we stopped at this fucking casino in where the fuck was it? Miami, Oklahoma. Miami. Miami is spelled the same Ma- as Miami, but you can't say Miami there because we're like, oh, it's Miami. We're it's, from it's Miami. Just, yeah, these people are stupid. Probably the most un Miami pl- Florida place ever is Miami, Oklahoma. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, they had this casino there. I mean, it's like white trash central. Of it, terrible. Of it's course. called Bull Bull Run or Buffalo Run or some shit, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's terrible place, horrible. But um, we we had like a a night off there, and I was playing the slots, and uh, some kid, I guess it was his twenty first birthday, and he came in and played. I don't know if it was the penny slots or whatnot, but he had put a few dollars in the machine and won like thirty thousand dollars on his what? first pool. It was his twenty first fucking birthday. Dude. Goes get cash gets a cash voucher, catches it out and just walks out. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, Be out. Man. Take that money. Holy dude. shit. You gotta know like I mean there's a whole probably whole I would skill never to learn have how to quit. luck like that though. Well I mean I have horrible luck, especially with ever t- anytime I've ever put money on like sports or gambling, I never have won. The best I ever did was break even, so I would never get that luck, let alone on a fucking penny slot to, to take down 30 Oh, G's. on a fucking penny slot. Like That's crazy. That's like crazy. Like, that was, that, 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 like, watching that, I, it felt like someone shit in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's, oh, dude, it's crazy. I have a homie, he's a, a professional poker player. That's, like, all he does. Right? Where so is he? Does he live in Vegas he, or something? Uh, no, he bounces around. I mean, he's yeah. in, in Miami oh, right now. This is Miami. He'll go to Vegas and stay for, like, two months, you know, and, and a lot of these casinos, because they play so much, they'll get... Yeah. Hooked up comps or him and other players will rent houses. But he like he'll travel like you know New Orleans, Flor- like around Florida, come out even to L.A. And he'll just he'll go you know s- set up shop in, the, in a hotel of a casino for a minute or play backroom games, do this, and he'll be up so much and then down and goes and he's, it's like a marathon for him. He like plays these long ass you know he don't he don't ever play roulette, slots, blackjack, nothing. It's just only poker. What is what kind of is it, is it just Texas Hold'em? Uh, I want to say yes. Fun. I don't yeah. really know shit about poker. I suck. Yeah, there's five cards. I think it's. You know, I think it's Texas Hold'em. Yeah, but two cards. I mean, it's all because for him, it's it's, it's strategy, right? It's right, not, right. I'm not playing uh, the house. I'm playing these other fucking people. I think I'm better, but it's still just like intense. Like death, that's your daily income is to gamble, you know. Oh, that's quite the life. Man. Well, mean, the, the, it's fucking gnarly. You live in a life, but you you know you have you you can't just wing a lifestyle like that though. You know, you got you got to know what you, you have to know. Well, like what you you're just doing, have to be taking you know, your earnings and part of your earnings and throwing them in investments and other things and chunks of it so you just don't get asked out and take one bad hand. I kind of feel like that'd be stressful too though. That's I don't what know. I'm like, saying. I feel like I would be really stressed if I was like, okay, That's I guess saying, let's, am I going to lose five thousand dollars today? I mean, what thing the every fuck? day you don't go to like people don't go to their regular jobs worrying am I going to make today's money or lose it and the next five days money oh, you yeah. know but like he's a dude that's cool as fuck that's why he's 
probably good at it. You know, he's never really a dude that ever stresses in life. How long has he been doing it for? God, like eight, nine years. God, I mean, damn, he was a really good athlete growing up. He played, yeah. even played basketball in Europe and shit. You know, he couldn't have played here. It wasn't big enough, but he played in, in a couple of European countries. Yeah, yeah. He's real, always been really good competitor, but because he's calm and confident, even amongst dudes like talking shit or on poker, you know, he's just smooth and cool yeah. and doesn't stress. So maybe that's why he's good. Um, like, I couldn't. I'm a stress out motherfucker. There's no way I could do that. I'd gamble with my life a lot, but not with my fucking money. I gamble. With, I mean, I don't ever gamble. Like, whenever I go gambling, it's never. Like, I'm not going to spend more than a certain amount. Though. Yeah, yeah. You, you accept this is how much I'm going to But is it, you can. I can see how people get addicted to it, though, Dude, because there's I been bet. some times where I've, it's probably a rush I've won if you a few won, bucks. Imagine if like, you won oh, those shit. 30 Gs at that, that fucking thing. The rush you might have gotten. Look, God, why do you not want to try it the next day or the exactly next week? Right. God, that was so awesome. What if I get that feeling again? It's like drugs, dude. It's drugs. You know, it's like that fucking, oh, I feel so good. You know? I play Farkle with my friends sometimes. It's just a little, it's a little dice game. You got like five or six dice. and you I get, suck at dice, too. I suck at it. You don't want to get explaining into it, but like, it, it, we'll throw like dollars out there or whatever. I bet yeah. you Farkle on this roll or whatever. And you're like, you, here's another dollar that I don't fucking Farkle. You know? He's gambled <laughs> in the army a lot? No, I think that's, that's, no. I, I no, I think that was kind of like it's no, like not Russian really a roulette, like deer and hunter and shit. Like yeah, <laughs> I was thinking Didi Mao. I was thinking that. We used to get in our yeah, we used to we used to used to get in our underwear and drink a bottle of whiskey and play Russian roulette. <laughs> I was thinking those deer hunter totally scenes that freaks the fuck out of me. Those are no, that's a gnarly uh, war scene. Um, like just I don't know that Russian roulette, creepy, wild. Oh, Ooh, fuck freaks no. me out. That movie's freaky. Freaky shit. Haven't dude. delved into that yet. Yeah, dude. When you were over there, dude, it, it was like. Pretty hot most of the time. Yeah, well, it depends. When it got into winter, it wasn't hot, but it's like shit. But with when all we the gear there, on, it's mad hot, right? God damn, man. Sweating, dude. It's like being in the fucking seven circles of hell. So, like, so did you hot. ever exercise out there other than, like, the, the workout that yeah, you got yeah. during your normal shit? Oh, of course, of course. Right, well, so yeah. like, you know, I go and run and go to the weight room and whatnot. Yeah, y'all had I mean, a weight room? That's good. Oh, yeah, we had, a, we had a pretty nice weight room, actually. That's pretty dope. That was, like, the first time in my life to where I got, like... It's like, yeah, I mean, everybody, whenever you get deployed, I mean, there's not a lot you do whenever you're downtime. So you just work out or yeah, you get yeah, fucking yeah. drunk. And when you work out, everybody goes there with the mindset of I'm going to get big and jacked yeah. and ripped. And then whenever they leave, that's the mindset is completely fucking gone. Oh, word. It's oh, different. yeah. So all my friends who come out of prison all the time are always just monsters when they come home. But then like for it's a, when they get back, now they can eat what they want. They have all this time. They don't maintain oh, it as well. They'll come home. They'll be in the courtroom getting out and just fucking looking ridiculous. And then, you know, two months later, the free world food and, and schedules and shit, now you fucking fall off, you know? I just, well, I, when I got, when I got, when I was getting out, I gained like 50 pounds or something. For, let's see, well, how much did I weigh? I was like one, it was like around 190, you know, maintaining whenever I was in the army, which is healthy. And then when I got out, I got up to like 250. Oh, wow. Yeah, Just I got up to the, 250. The, like, the last, look, like last year, I was like 250 pounds last year. And now, Damn, I'm, now I'm down to 175. That's crazy. Yeah. That's really crazy. I, uh, I don't know. I never, I think 200. It's probably my my max. Oh, I was I big at maybe a little over two oh five. But I'm tall though, so my fatness, does, you know, kind of I, I kind of yeah. wear it well. We have, wore we have it a little well. more yeah. room to go, which we'll, is nice. Wear it well. Being tall as a dude is when you're awesome. si- you can be six four and weigh two fifty, and people are like, oh, that guy's yeah, yeah he's yeah. probably you're five buffed ten, up. Dude. Yeah, it's yeah, like a whole another story. Yeah, <laughs> <It's tough. It's, laughs> you're, you're chunky and but like, dude, they the dudes 
were like dudes in your platoon like anybody like out of shape? They're like, is there any fat motherfuckers in the yeah, army? Yeah, there is, man. Is there infantry we used to call dudes shooting guns that are out of shape. And oh fat? yeah, oh yeah, there is. Wheezing, blowing bullets. Oh yeah, coughing out there. Really, guys can't even pass the PT test. But so if you, you know? can't pass those fucking train, like I just think of movies, you know, because I ain't never served like motherfucking yeah. Full Metal Jacket shit. If you're fat going through that, like, do you even pass the shit and they make you a soldier? You know, some of them just it. Dep- some of them just get pushed through. Honestly. Just because it's like it's like it's like we got to pass these third graders. We don't want them to fail the statewide. We test. need like, bodies. Yeah, we need bodies. And then they're unha- but then like that. like when they do that with students. Yeah, we pass these third graders in the fourth grade. Now we got to get them through. And then they're not ready for fourth grade. Like, yeah, do you ever get right. soldiers who are just not physically ready to be out there like yeah. fighting? Because you were in combat, right? You saw some yeah, shit. we had. I so had. Were these dudes ever trouble? You know what? In my platoon and and whatnot, I should I should kind of, in retrospect, I should go back. You know, in my platoon. Uh, Especially, you know, in, in our, we didn't, we didn't really have any, actually none of my guys were fat or overweight. It was, it, that's more of like uh, something you see whenever you're, you're back stateside and whatnot. You don't, you like, if, if you're failing PT tests and whatnot and you're overweight, you are know, yeah. pretty much odds are they're not going to ship you over. They're not going to, yeah. they're not going to deploy you and whatnot. Right. I wondered about that. I mean, I'm but there is though, no, I'm serious. Like. It ama- like so the on the army you have a standard okay yeah. everybody has a, they, they have standards for your for your weight class and your age and whatnot and you have to maintain those standards but there's people there's soldiers there's fucking there's fucking fu- colonels and shit like that that are overweight as well, can be colonels but they're not really getting physical and combat but they're though, right? still they're a just standard though there's still oh, a standard that, that's been set though and if if you can't abide by that standard okay Why then how can I? you then how can you yeah, well, yeah. this is it's just how can you expect you know you know this soldier over here to to go by the standards or whatnot. True, true. And that pisses me off. You know that really pisses me off. That's true. That's There's true. a lot of double. There was a lot of double standard in the army, especially in the army. It was like, you know, people think you know you go to the military and it's just this great thing. I met some of the worst human beings yeah, in my honestly, life. Honestly, that's kind of what I would military. expect. You know, oh, I met some I would of the not worst human beings. I would expect to meet great beings. people. I would Fuck expect no. to meet dickheads. There was a lot of little assholes, you know. It's like I can't even believe that you're here right now. I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. Like you, so knowing you, man, you seem like a dude who's who's a smart dude who's good at thinking for himself and doing shit like that, right? When you were in the army, you were young, 18, 19? 18 years old. So, I fucking so joined when I was eighteen. Do you think at this age you would have? Do you think you could have joined the army now, right now, this age, in where your mind's at now, or do you feel like? It only really happened maybe because you were younger. Do you feel like you could do it right now, the way you live and think, and deal with those kind of people you were just describing, all those shitheads? Do you think you could handle a couple of tours now at this, where you're at now as Kyle, as a man? Fuck no. So you think your I brain could... has grown, evolved, you've seen shit. It only really was as effective because you were younger, perhaps? There's, yeah, yeah well, when I was younger, though, I was, I, was, I was just blind, you know? I, didn't, I wasn't thinking for myself, and then when I got out, it even was it was when I was getting out and I was realizing how bullshit everything was, like like I'm just a goddamn fucking. I'm Did you just ever a, notice that I'm just while a you puppet. were in there, or is it wait till you were discharged and, and out of the army? All the Whenever way. I got discharged and I got out of it, then I was I, I realized like all the dumb shit that I did that like, was completely bullshit. All what, the double standards what, like, and whatnot. What helped you realize that? Or how did you see that? How did it come about? I guess I just got comfortable back into. Uh, I got comfortable being back in a civilian life and whatnot, and I didn't have, I didn't, I, I didn't have like a, a boss 
that was checking on me 24 hours a day all the damn oh, time. On your shit all just time. trusted me and let me do what I what I needed to do, you know, didn't have to keep tabs on me all the time. It, like I was my own man. And when I was in the military, I wasn't my own man. I always yeah. had someone do my like you you can definitely meet some, you definitely know when you meet someone in the military, especially if they're working for you, you know, because they don't act. They do what you tell them to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? You will never meet a soldier that thinks for himself, like, oh, I might as well think ahead of the game and do... No, 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 no. You fucking, you fucking sit there and you wait to do what the fuck you're told. Yeah, and that's like a good soldier obeys his orders. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But it's also, a, you know, like, like I'm getting ready to go into fucking this heavy firefight with 50 guys and 25 aren't coming back. Like, Jesus. No, you don't. When you're there, you don't think about it. But now I'm like, fuck that shit. You know, yeah, I'm like, what fuck? Yeah, for you, for you. Why am I going there for you? Yeah, shit? like what the fuck? Bringing up questions. Yeah, it's in, it's intense, dude. You know, I. You just can't really think. You can't think for yourself, though. You know, honestly, See, the military is. It's not full of, but it's just a lot of people. They have that nowhere else to go. So, oh, the military is good and, for them, and and a lot of people basically are just they're just poor people fighting a rich man's war. That's the way it is. Very well said. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like ever, like maybe in, in your training, that they ever tried to kind of break down, you know, Kyle's individuality yeah. mindset so they could break it down enough to replace it with what they want is your mindset, right? So, kind of reprogramming so the way sorts. it works. I mean, that's, that's the whole point of basic training, though. The whole point of you going to, to basic training is so they can take you, you know, Jake the Snake or Kyle Stokes yeah. or, you know, who, who, whoever, and uh, they will take you, and uh, their whole job is to take any kind of civilian matter, you know, normal civilian matter that you have in your head that you've been built up with your whole life, every, everything, all civilian particles – they strip you down. They take all of that out of your head, and they break you down to where you're nothing. You're dirt. You know, you're lower than dirt. Like you are, you're a fucking, you're a trainee. You're a recruit is what you are. Yeah. And then they build you up into that soldier or that marine or that yeah. sailor or whatever. The, the esteem that they, they fill you with is they, they validate you and, and reward you when you do good things as a soldier to them. That's, that's what now you're going to gain your self-esteem from, not from you being the who person you who you were before. That, uh, that's right. And, and I did. I, I don't know if I was brainwashed. I guess wasn't the fuck. Is, I just shouldn't say. And that's kind of the word the I think of, but I know that's an extreme word. It is an extreme. And I don't want to be offensive you know? when I use it, especially as a dude who's not in the army. Because being brain, we know people that are completely brainwashed. They yeah. just can't accept reality. And but this is, like, I knew whenever I had to do dumb shit, it's like, God, this shit is so fucking stupid. Like, yeah, why the yeah. fuck am I doing this dumb shit? You're like, it wasn't it. that. It just yeah. still nothing. But I still have to do it. fucking did it. And though, you have you to know? kind of too, because what is the option of not doing it? Yeah. What happens if you disobeyed an order? What would have happened out there? In oh yeah! If I if I disobeyed an order out there, they'd probably put me on lockdown. I I wouldn't Christ. I wouldn't have any of my fucking. They take my weapon away from me. They would Scary. probably send me home and and charge me with an article, whatever article, okay, for Ugh. not for not obeying the direct Ugh. order. Maybe send me to fucking prison. You know, Jesus Christ! You see, you don't have, but see, you, it's. It, that's those are choices though that you make. That you know what that is? That's all the stuff that you didn't read in the fine print of whenever course, you signed the contract. Yeah, shit. don't you don't ever fucking that's read it. That's why they make it small so you can't read it. That's exactly right. Oh man, that's fucking gnarly, man. I um I had a homie of mine who he became a marine. He was, you know, the last guy we ever thought would be a marine and I think he, you know, he was having a hard time holding any jobs, getting kicked out of places he was living. This and that. I think he was just at a place where I need something, I need structure. 
And uh, I, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. Like being a Marine is, is is a hard thing to get into and shit, right? Oh yeah, the Marines are definitely the hardest. Ah. You know, and you know, and if you're gonna enlist in the military, you know, just it's, it's one of the toughest it's, ones. It's the toughest he, one. He would, he would write me letters uh, from like boot camp and. Um, just tell me these crazy stories of how they would like break, like you were saying, break dudes down. They would allow you to fight amongst each other, encourage you to fight amongst each other. He would talk about like, like the the, the with drill sergeants or what have you would just like, hit us, beat us. Oh yeah, we got like, I get, like get verbally, hit. fuck yeah, just destroy you psychologically. I mean, really wore you down to turn you into some ill shit. Oh yeah, no, anytime at, at boot camp, it's there's, you know, there's not really a yeah. uh, actually. I see. You don't have anybody there always regulating what the drill sergeants or the drill instructors yeah. are doing all the time. So, and what are you going to go do? Rat on them and say, I mean, it's your word. It's your word as a recruit against versus the word of the drill. Of right? course, you know. Yeah. So, so, but there was always times to where they put their hands on you or they oh, fucking yeah. they get pissed at you and I'm just sure. choke you or something. Oh yeah, they didn't. Dude, I uh, so in high school I had this class. It was like a history. It was like a war history class, right? And our fucking instructor. It was cool as fuck. This teacher was the man. He had served in Nam. He served in like the Tet Offensive. So he'd like seen combat in Nam and was an ill dude, but he was a pretty righteous God, ill that's dude. Intense. And uh, he was a good, good teacher. And in, in class, you know, we talked about a bunch of shit and he was talking about Vietnam movies. And he, he you know, discussed them all and he, he made us watch the one he thought was the most accurate portrayal of what it, what combat was like in Vietnam War, which is to him was the movie Hamburger Hill, which is a good. Oh, it's a great. It's movie. a good movie. Fuck I think. Yeah. Oh, Terry, you want to fix that? I think like when people think of um, a lot of like Vietnam War movies, that's not one of the first ones. But yeah. but he was like, it doesn't matter. This is the one. Don't worry about that. Just sounding funky. That's one of those ones that um, for him was just it's that's what it was like, right? So, as a dude who served in a couple of tours, when you when you look at war movies. Are there any that are like really realistic for you that like you feel are that's kind of accurate? I kind of went through that shit. I seen that shit in combat. Or is there is it all just kind of like Hollywood hoopla? I mean, not all of it's Hollywood hoopla. I mean, most of it is Hollywood hoopla. But they definitely. I mean, there's some movies that have you know scenarios that are real scenarios that do happen and 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 whatnot. But as far as you know, a lot of them go, especially the newer ones. It's just Hollywood hoopla. Yeah, I mean, it's you know there was you had all these like you know eras of, of war movies and obviously Vietnam made a, a lot of movies uh, Vietnam War made a lot of movies happen in you know 70s, 80s, 90s and now you see a lot more movies that uh, war movies that are sent around shit in the Middle East whether it was like the first Gulf War yeah. this one or whatever um, but honestly I don't like no, I don't know if I like a lot of them as much as the older war movies I like the older yeah I way prefer the, like, like Hamburger the Hill is one of the greatest war movies ever, awesome, dude, ever and made like, and some of the World War 2 World War 1 movies I like um Fucking was the Gates of the Sands Gates of, of Heaven. Ujima with That's John Wayne. It was That's a great a fucking movie. Gates of Heaven is a Stanley Kubrick movie. It's a World War One movie about French soldiers and like uh like uh, some like you know execution of uh, yeah yeah prisoners. I like I like that it was a good one, but I mean there's a lot of like a lot of the the, the newer war movies. I I'm real selective with my war movies. I like Oliver Stone who also served in Nam. He he served in combat too, right? He wrote. In directed platoon as a yeah, yeah, as an yeah, anti-war yeah. movie, right? Because right? no, he was very against it. So there's a lot of war movies that are have the anti-war theme behind it, and then there's some I feel that are very pro-war. It's like it's like a propaganda theme, you know. And uh, I just was I would be curious as like a dude who served, like when you see that shit, like do you ever notice the difference of like this seems like some bullshit ass movie, or this is a real sentimental uh, depiction of war? Yeah, uh, you know, there was really the one movie that I saw that I was complete bullshit. It was the stupid. In my opinion, it was one of the dumbest war movies made because f- some Tell somebody. Me, I can't wait to hear what it is because I like so, shitting on movies. Oh, somebody that served as somebody that served and that's been o- that's been overseas, especially you know, 
uh, in the Middle East and whatnot. The movie Hurt Locker. Oh, dude, I hate that movie, dude. Complete, I the, hated it's that the movie, bro. worst shit. Uh, everything uh, about that movie is completely too. Writing was stupid. Yeah. As fuck. Like like the way this the like the way the special like the way the sergeant goes and slaps his his first sergeant across the face or his sergeant first class of, that holy fucking shit man if I if 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 you if I ever walked up to my sergeant slapped him across <laughs> the goddamn face man that like I wouldn't get away with I get fu- I get fucked right then and there you know I, I, the, the the woman who directed that who directed she directed that other one with zero Stupid dark thirty she's like very pro uh, war very like. I mean, she's like she did two we, war movies back to back. Yeah, because like she's totally been to war so many fucking times, exactly. you know. But it's like, yeah, she I, can just paint the perfect picture. That movie was so dumb. All right, when it nothing about that was realistic or right at all. Everything was completely wrong. And, they did and in that, that movie. movie was so popular that year. They won Oscars huge. for that movie. It was huge. It's crazy. That's an interesting, uh, you know, point of view to, for a dude who can say that I've been there and this doesn't depict what it's like, and yet that's. The popular movie that does depict the war to most viewers, because they don't show you a lot of footage of what goes over there. They made that mistake with the Vietnam War of showing people what was happening, and that's why public opinion swayed so against it. So now the news doesn't show you like the caskets and the dead bodies mm-hmm. and the shit. So what you only think you know normal people here or see is is the movies. Yeah. So they assume, well, that's got to be what it's like. Yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't like uh, I didn't like the fucking American Sniper movie, but for I just didn't think it was a well done movie. And right, I, right. I generally like Clint Eastwood a lot. I just thought it was a poorly done movie, but also that dude apparently had lied a bunch in his book and uh, some other shit. I don't know, man. I don't know what I, um, how his his rep holds up in your neck of the woods. It, it, no, I uh, I um I do know somebody that I that was very close uh, with Chris Kyle, very very close with Chris Kyle, and he's somebody that I kind of did look up to. I, I still do. Yeah, he was he kind of he's the guy that got me in the music business, and I got a lot of respect for him. But Sweet transition from fucking army to the music business. Yeah, yeah, and, it was, and he was well. He was a marine too, and uh, he, um, when he got out, he you know he became a musician. He he started you know playing guitar and whatnot when he was in the military. But when he came out, he he wanted to do music full time. Mm. But he actually was really good friends with Chris Kyle. Great friends. He was with a him. sniper. Yeah, Chris was a sniper. No, I know Chris was, but this dude was. No, a sniper no, too. he wasn't a sniper. He was a um, he he was he was an infantryman, but he was a uh, a um, what's called a um, what are they fucking called um, a reconnaissance man. He was like a like he he picked up a lot of intel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I, I wasn't in the Marines, so I don't, I don't really know too much about their about what the about what the reconnaissance people, what the recons do and whatnot. But uh, he was good friends with Chris and um, kind of. He was act. Chris actually had Chris had that book, um, American Sniper. My my buddy was actually in the book. He oh, had word. like his own oh, section shit. of the book. Man, and I've asked him about everything, and he said, you know, as far as long as as far as I yeah. know, Chris would never lie about anything. Like he knew Chris really well, and he and 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 I I I, I pretty much take most things he says, you know, like for serious. Yeah. yeah, you know, because he he's not someone that would lie about that, and and he said that uh, like. You know, he's he, Chris wouldn't lie about 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 anything. And, but then again, that's just like I don't I don't know that though. Obviously, yeah. But I mean, also people that say shit about other people too. Like that dude could be fucking lying. You know, Chris. That, the guys totally, criticize totally. Chris Kyle could be full of shit. Like you never know because none of you know we weren't there. No, and, yeah, and a dude we like you're there. the guy you're talking about who might have been there or at least knows him a little better, probably better 
judge of honesty. Yeah, us. he and he does, and that's and that's why whenever he says something about like when when he gives his opinion on somebody else, I really do. I listen to that because he you know his opinion is generally pretty right about the other person. Dude, speaking of like snipers, so I was on a tour once. Band I was working for, um, they had a couple of security guards, and the lead singer had his own security guard, and he was this big ass dude, uh, cool as fuck. This dude, cool as fuck, like super nice guy, you know, pretty well, big jack dude, ex military dude. And so like the rumor was like in the tour camp, well, not even a rumor, it was a fact. He was a, he was a sniper. He he was in Afghanistan mad times, and uh, multiple tours. And in you know this guy was probably in his mid to late thirties now. Yeah. But uh, you know, in the word was that. He was a, like the real American sniper. Like he was a sick shot. Like man, confirmed kills. Like some ill sniper dude, but a sweetheart, super chill dude, but good at his job. And then one time we was in um, we were in in, in uh, Albuquerque, and a bunch of us ended up downtown. And uh, there's like a bar that has uh, like video games and shit in it. Right. And there was a shooting game. And so motherfucking you know security guard sniper man goes up, and you know we're all drinking a little bit and chilling and. You know, he's not smoking. He's probably just drinking. But dudes are, like, relaxed and a little faded. This dude plays the shooting game and shatters every fucking record on that game in, like, 10 minutes. Like, not even trying. You know, and, like, granted, like, that's not a true test of you being, like, the best fucking super sniper in the world. But he's, like, halfway drunk, dicking around with a video game, just murders everything on I would thing. think it'd be, like, completely opposite. You I know. Because know? Like, well, be like... it's, not, it's not really, you're not yeah, really holding yeah. a weighted weapon. But, um, yeah, the rumor was that he was, like, the super sick sniper dude. What? Security I... guard. Can't uh, his name was Jim. Jim, I I know Jim. Yeah, yeah. big tall bald tattoo Jim. Yeah, I know Jim. Jim, yeah, I know who Jim. I I'm actually friends with. Um, He's I'm, a good. You know, see, well, we work in this. We, we work with. So you're only one step away from the next person. The relations, you know. Like, no, I knew Jim. I knew who Jim was in charge. Uh, yeah, Jim's a super nice guy. Jim yes. and Jason. Jason, J Lo. Jim and that's Jason, J Lo. I said, you know, I hung out with J Lo yesterday. Oh, you should have told him you fucking. You should have been like, oh, I was, I'm gonna see Jake the Snake tomorrow. J-Lo's I don't know why guy. I did it. He was walking. He was walking to the dressing yeah, room. He's got guy. his. He's got his fucking who earpiece. He, who, who's he working for? He's with uh with a uh, Stone Sour. Oh word. Okay, cool. Yeah, J Lo's the man. That's my guy. Oh, he's he was walking to he was walking over to the whatever fucking dressing room yesterday and. I see. I, I'm, I'm walking out of the tour bus and I'm going over to. Uh, I'm gonna go check on merch and I see this fucking guy, tall, tall guy with a tattoo. He's got Red-headed that walk. Tattoo, and then I see the earpiece. I'm like, that's fucking Jason. So I walk over there. And I was like, Yo, Jason, what's up? And he's, Hey, come. Shakes my hand like Man you know, official. like oh god. Yeah. I thought he he's one of those guys when he shakes your hand, yeah, you're like, if rip. he wants to, he could probably Strong crush I've seen your J-Lo fucking throw hands. Throw a few motherfuckers out before. Uh, you know, he wasn't even in the military. No, he's, he was in the prison. He went to jail. Yeah, he told me he he's learned all of his shit on the streets. Yeah, he's an ex-con. And he's Fucking a surfer. Crazy. That's how I mean him. He's a really good surfer. Yeah. He lives in Florida, so he surfs, and that's his thing. No, he's good people, man. Yeah. He, uh, It was funny. I used to go get, like, passes from him every morning for the VIPs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I would just be so intimidated. He'd just be sitting there on the fucking... Funny guy, dude. Just like... Yeah, what's up, Kyle? Yeah, can I get like ten VIP passes? It wouldn't even uh, look at me. Uh, just hand me ten. Hilarious. Have a good day. <laughs> That's that torn shit. It's funny, dude. It's, it's, you always know. He just had to pick up someone. on me though, and then once the days, you know, once of the course. tour started, he was all right. I know Kyle's good people. Yeah, you, you know? gotta, you yeah, gotta yeah. just watch people uh, show you their character. Always, you know, you get, it's like a testing ground. And then when you realize, okay, these—that's a solid dude. Oh no, this motherfucker over here, I gotta, I gotta worry about. I can't count on him. Like you know, like you gotta learn where everyone sits on the tour. And then you know who's the weak link. Who you know who are the guys are dependable. Who's the guys gonna be latest for bus call? That's right. You know, and you kind of figure that out, and that way you can—it makes everything more predictable. You know, who's the guy who's gonna lose his fucking radio every show? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm that guy that. losing my fucking. You be losing radio. the radio. I, I, not like I lose it. I always leave it on the bus, and then my tour manager will call me. Hey, why don't you have your fucking Merch radio? Guys don't like, care I don't need radios. the fuck. Yeah, like, like I'm rich, not on rich the never stage. Does. Yeah, rich. Rich, 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 rich would always have his radio right there on his pocket, yeah. and he would never. I would never ever see him yeah, pick the thing it. up or talking to it. I'm happy shit. I get it, dude. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking. <laughs> it's a thing you got to do. I don't know. I mean, I always never had an option to always have my shit right there. Just lugging it around your belt, getting all stretched out. Oh, you got I hate a radio, it. you got a knife, you got a flashlight. It's just weighing your pants Weighs down. Weighs my pants, and I got no stretches, ass. You it know, stretches so my yeah. yeah. I need to do it, and it Fuck. stretches my belt out. All Me my belts, too. like now, I have to poke uh, extra holes it in it. It stretches your fucking it's pants so, out too. You're, man. you're working. It's hot. It's a long day, and it's 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 humid perhaps. So it's already gonna stretch, mm. and now you got all this heavy shit on there, and you're moving around on your feet the whole day. Even moving around your hips stretches it out, and now you got to need a fucking new belt, dude. I hate that shit, man. Needs to be like a, like I like I like the all those stage guys that got the fucking the chest things the chest the, yeah, yeah, yeah so man. a lot of these guys That's who work on uh, sometimes they say because stage managers are big lighting guys and, and and riggers these people who do a lot of the crazier dangerous shit on stage they'll wear these like it looks like a bulletproof vesty type <laughs> chest thing that they will hook uh, tools and radios and markers and things to merch to, guys don't to wear to free them. up their shit yeah they look they look like they're in fucking Afghanistan with yeah, those things oh, yeah. it looks like a goddamn uh, SWAT team they type got the shit. big boots on and shit like yeah, that yeah dude big, big, big time <laughs> SWAT shit it's hilarious and they're walking they're looking real serious walking around all crazy so I've seen dudes with, and like some dudes will wear uh, helmets like riggers and things like that I, I seen this dude on tour, he was a front of house, and in the in the terms of touring, oh, front of house is the guy who mixes the sound for the whole show, and he's way out in the crowd. He's not in a really dangerous area. This dude would wear a fucking helmet when they were doing load, and I'm like, motherfucker, the Tennessee helmet? Out. No, like uh, like a construction helmet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what a Tennessee helmet no, is. No, there was a, there was a, a guy. On, there was slang. a guy on this. No, there was it was a guy on this this the Disturb tour I was on. Oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're talking about the same dude. He had he, he would. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had this. He would wear good dude, a, a dude, helmet. He's the yeah, homie. He's great dude. But he, yeah, we, you don't need the fucking helmet, dude. I'd like, see him at front of house, and he'd have this Tennessee volunteer, which is a college Tennessee. He had the carpenter and the stage manager need that. The dude's like catching the fucking dropping fucking backdrop. He would wear it even when he was just walking to the bus and he yeah, put it on. I'm like, what do you need to do? Need it, you're not like really don't doing it. any heavy lifting it's and shit real around safe. here. There's no fucking, you're not soldering any like, you know, what have you's on. I don't oh, even know no enough construction slang, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I wanted to hit him with some real funny like construction <laughs> references. I don't even know you that gotta shit. You got to get Adam Carroll on this yeah, podcast know, and he'll, he'll throw some uh, construction good, references I, your I'm, way. Are you, I, you like a handyman because you're from Texas? You know, I'm not a handyman, but I definitely, I mean, I know my way around, you know, how to, if I know that enough about here's how here's how I put this. I know enough about a bunch of things so I can get by. Yeah. Like you basically can put up I got in. The bathroom, in yeah. Right? I oh fuck yeah. I've yeah, done, yeah. I got in to ha do how to bunch of things and then got bored with them. So basically I learned how to do a lot of things but got bored with them but I still know how to do them or how to like I know my, I know how to change, you know. The fucking water, you know, the water tank on my, on That's my, good. you know, on, on my truck or whatever like that. That's pretty impressive. Like, I think people uh, romanticize that people from Texas or, or the South or Texas in particular are men's men, like, you know, old fashioned, this and that, you know, uh, you know, which is, is probably pretty accurate in, in shit. So, I, you know, I was like curious. I mean, I, I definitely use my hands to build shit and fix things when I can. I'm not like when I can change a tire and start a fire and chop some wood. But I, you know, I don't know if I could like make a cement thing. You know, I couldn't pour cement. But yeah, I can, like I, I can put up like fucking spackle on a piece of broken drywall that you punch through when you're drunk and mad at your girlfriend type shit. I can do that. Yeah, I, I can't go like build a goddamn house and whatnot. But yeah. no, I, I, I know, I know how to. I built a uh, what the fuck did I? I 
I built a. Uh, a, a I didn't. I I'm lying my ass off. I, so this my, is a place my, to lie, dude. No my, way. No. <laughs> my stepbrother, he built this thing with one of those trebuchets. Oh, you know, it's like, it's like a like a, a big words, bro. It's got like it's got a, a basket at the end of it. it they used to use it in in, in uh, you know back in uh in in the what castle ad days and what i don't even Ugh. like you ever seen the fucking movie um what's it called monty monty python yeah, the Holy the Holy Grail, Grail, of course so that whenever they're like the shit they throw the lava the on shit, the people yeah, the hot that's oil. right oh god that 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 thing that slings out yeah, why and whatnot, did you guys it's, make it's that got, it's got the you head guys well, he the was in, no he was yeah but yeah the crusades of our neighbors and shit breaking their fucking windows oh, or whatnot cool, i respect that <laughs> not really we just do it on accident oh. he was in like science fair it, I, I was I, 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 <laughs> yeah. it sounded really cool then i threw the science fair in and shit and he built <laughs> he built this fucking trebuchet for science fair and i helped him with it but like we he'd put like a uh we'd put like a tennis ball or whatever the fuck at the end of it and, and shoot that shit over rock and dude, son of a bitch you just pull why? like yeah. the string he had it's like a, it's a catapult yeah it's a big catapult like it's i don't know why it takes me forever to fucking explain this goddamn thing i, you know? I didn't know the word until right now either it's, it's a hard one that's the thing it's called a trebuchet though and that's what they used to use like back in I, I always say back in whatever day like day. i gotta sound more fucking Medieval less times, ignorant the dark yeah ages, there you go there you go the, the black uh, whatever plague. yeah th those those type of when the, Ugh, miserable times thank god i, I, I want to live there i want to say the monty python days all that's right a good, that's actually a pretty good description because i think most yeah, people, most people they're like okay i get where he's, where he's miserable cold from. your clothes were either gray black or brown it was clammy damp uh, pretty disgusting. I think times. I think the word for that is dank. Dank. That's oh. right. <laughs> I I mean I would just I, I would have I don't know how I could have lived back then. It just seems like the most miserable time in the world. Oh, terrible. At least oh. in Europe, it was terrible. Just cold and shitty. Terrible. That's why we're out in sunny California, dude. It's fucking a million degrees outside even at night. Yeah, it's, it's what it's cool. late. It's late October here. It was yeah, ninety five October. degrees yeah, today. Dude, it's probably still eighty something Fuck. right now. We're gonna step out into the evening nights and go gallivanting in shorts. Should I wear sandals? No. Is that you no, know what's funny? Sandals is good. No, well, you know you can't wear sandals because if, you know, we if, might if, not go to an establishment that will allow me in. That's right. Or you know what? If we throw Get down, a fight. if yeah, we throw down dude, or not, you don't got the proper main, ankle support. Main man. thing I don't like to wear sandals and shit like that out of the house for is because of the fear of that. That's right. That maybe yeah. I have to fight. And and fucking you ain't got the now proper I got ankle flip flop sandal fucking thingies on, dude. Christ! And now I'm barefoot fighting. Like fuck that, dude. Yeah, you look home. People that fight barefoot look homeless. Yeah. Oh god, dude. No, we're gonna go. We're gonna go fight with our shoes on. Let's <laughs> lace up and go fight. <laughs>